right. Welcome to episode number 13 for United on the Road. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, joined by... And I am Augie, your other co-host. And so we're at uh, episode number 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13, which is going to come out right around Halloween. Halloween. So, all right. So we're talking Halloween and we're, you know, we have Jasmine, our business manager here, but before we go to Jasmine, you know, we're talking about healthy stuff. All right, Augie. So what's your, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Definitely mounds. Mounds. Really? And it's easy to get because my kids don't really like them. So they're like, fine, you can have it. Go ahead. So that's the one with like dark chocolate and coconut. Coconut. Okay. Okay. Or Reese's peanut butter cups. So I read an article recently about, you know, um, the healthiest Halloween candy. Now I recognize healthy Halloween candy. I was going to say this. (laughs) That sounds off. It's a bit of an oxymoron. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, However, um, the candy that won, you got an idea? Peanut M&M's. That was the healthiest Halloween candy, according to this survey. Hmm. Um, it did acknowledge that, hey, it's candy, so it's not none of it really healthy at all. However, um, peanut M&M's does provide you some protein with the, with the peanuts, um, and it's milk chocolate, so you go there. And it stated that uh, anything peanut, peanut-based, peanut peanut butter, pe- is got some protein in it. So, you know, let that be a lesson for all of our listeners. And be your healthy. children. Hey, if you want a, a healthy Halloween candy, peanut <laughs> M&M's is the Okay, way now I need to know, though, what is your favorite? And don't say the little candy corns, because we're not doing that. So, <laughs> truth be told, the little candy corns, that's like my guilty No, bit, no, Jason. It's, yeah. garbage, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage, I know. It's like straight wax, right? <laughs> but it's just like, but it's just straight sugar. It's like... If you got a um, an IV of sugar, sugar, candy corn. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a no for me, Jason. Yeah. Candy corn is not my favorite candy. It's gross, man. It's not my favorite candy. It's gross. Jason. Favorite candy, Baby Ruth. Okay. I can get behind the Baby, baby. Ruth. Yeah. That's easy. All right, Jazz. We're going to open with you. So Jasmine is our benefits manager here in Plymouth. Yes. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Favorite Halloween candy would be mini Snickers. So they have to be the teeny tiny ones, not the, well, not the fun size. Why mini? Ones. Because you get everything in the perfect bite. Like when you have the big one, every bite's not the same. Uh-huh. So the mini ones, like the perfect peanut, the perfect. Uh-huh. Ones, I'm with it. The mini ones. I also Jeez, don't understand yes. how people Jeez. take a tire candy bar and take a giant bite. No. It's too much. Yeah. Uh-uh. The little squares. Perfect. Yep. yep. I, I get behind that, Jason. Yep. So we are going to talk about our 2024 benefits open enrollment. Yes. And so note to everyone, um, if you want to lead a healthy lifestyle, do not eat any of the candies we just had. <laughs> so. No, no. Have some. Life is short. <laughs> Only a little. All right. but So we're coming up on open enrollment. Yeah, we're here. Uh, and so uh, for people that don't know exactly exactly what is open enrollment. Yeah. Open enrollment is your annual time to make changes to your benefits. So normally during the year, you can only make changes if you have a specific event. Um, but open enrollment is kind of a free for, all, free for all for all the changes. So you can make all the changes you need to uh, during this month long period. So talk a little bit about triggering events, something that qualifies you. I know one of the things, if if you get married. Right. 
right? Yeah. Are there some of the other things? Yep. So you have marriage, the birth of a child, the adoption of a child, a divorce, um, things like that. You have 30 days within um, from the time of the event in order to make a change to add someone to your plan or take someone off, unfortunately. Good to know. Yeah. So, so you don't have to wait for open enrollment if you have one of these trigger events. Exactly. Okay. That's the only time you can make changes is if you have one of those events and within that 30 day period. Okay. So no changes. My family stayed exactly the same. I don't have to do it, right? Absolutely. You <laughs> go in and do it. Um, yeah. So we do have uh, some discounts and waivers that you have to complete when you go into open enrollment. So in order to continue to receive the tobacco free discount, if you're getting that, you have to go in and do the enrollment. Um, if you have a spouse on your plan, but you aren't subject to the spousal surcharge, you have to go in and <laughs> decline that again. So you do have to go in and you want to make sure your beneficiaries are the same, all that good stuff. So you want to go in the system every year. So if an employee you know, hears this and says, yeah, yeah, but I just don't have time to do it and they don't do it, do they still are they still covered or no? So if you don't do it, you will still be covered. Um, you'll the plans that you were enrolled in last year will roll over into next year. Um, but like I said, you'll lose that discount, you'll lose your waivers, you might okay. pay a little bit more than you were anticipating. Um, but you will still have your benefits that you were enrolled in for this year. Okay. So make it a priority. Get in there. Yeah. Answer the quick questions. Yeah. It's great in Paycom for you. Yeah. Get it. We make over it. With. We try to make it as easy as possible. So. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. So for 2024 benefits, um, what's changing? Um, So we are having a small increase to our uh, out of paycheck premiums for the no deductible and intermediate plan. There will be a 3% increase. And then also there will be a small increase to the co-pays on the no deductible plan. So they're going to increase by $10 to match the other two plans that we have. And that's it. That's all that's changing. Now, if I remember correctly, we didn't have any increase last year. No increase. So if we didn't have any increase last year, why I got to pay more this year? Well, you know, every single year, the cost of health care just it skyrockets, um, as I'm sure we're all aware. And so in order to mitigate that cost, we're, we're just having a small increase. Like you said, we didn't have anything last year. So that 3% is just a tiny increase to kind of help us regulate those rising costs of health care. Okay. And it's important to remember too, I know Eric always refers to us as healthcare consumers. Yes. Right. So be mindful if you're you're spending money like it's your own, right? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it still impacts you. Yeah. Even if the company's spending it or you're spending it. So I like that he always calls us, you know, the consumers of healthcare. Yep. Be mindful when you're consuming your healthcare. Yeah, that's very <laughs> important. Pay attention to those now, things. Now I think it's important to note that um, so we talked about zero percent increase last year yeah. to the employee. 3% increase to the employee for this year. However, the cost of our health insurance to United Road is actually more than what is being passed on to the employee. Yeah. So when we had so the employees paid, you know, had no no increase last year. You know, United Road did pay an increase. So, yes. you know, we as a company shouldered the burden of that increase so that our employees didn't have to. You know, coming out of COVID and all those other things, um, certainly did not want to put that burden on our on our employees. And then as we get into for 2024, well, we got a 3% increase to employees. Um, the increase overall for the insurance is more than 3% and United Road is paying. Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. Well, well, good, good. All right. So let me ask this question. What, um, in your opinion, you know, what's our most 
underutilized um, benefit that we have um, as part of our overall benefit package in your mind? I would say the flexible spending account. Um, okay. The flexible spending account lets you set aside pre-tax dollars in order to pay for your healthcare related expenses within the year. Um, it is a little bit scary. I will say it does have uh, a stipulation that you can't really take the money out of that account like you, like you would a bank account. So you want to make sure you have a plan for that money. But because it's coming out pre-tax, it does lower your taxable income. So it does have a pretty good benefit for you. And then you have money set aside for things that the insurance might not cover, like your co-pays or braces or mm -hmm. things like that. So. Yeah. And, you know, you can also use these benefits at, I would say, drugstores like CVS or Walgreens for personal items. I yep. need Tylenol. Motrin. Mm -hmm. I've gotten in the habit of when I go to CVS or Walgreens, I'll swipe my FSA card first so that anything that I have that is eligible will come off and then I'll just pay the rest with, you know, as normal. Yeah, so um, can I put as much money as I want into my flexible spending account or what? Good question. No. So there is, this account is regulated by the IRS. So they do have a cap on what you could put in there. Right now, that cap is at $3,050 on what you can put in for the year. Um, and then at the end of the year, right now, the rollover amount is $610. So at the end of the year, you can roll over $610, but the rest of that you want to make sure you use. So that's rollover from 2023 to 2024. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let me ask this. So the, the maximum, you know, the limit that we can put into our account is $3,050. Mm -hmm. um, and so am I able to put in $3,050 next year and roll over $610? Yeah. So if you're currently in the plan, mm -hmm. um, your $610 will roll over. And then if you want to enroll in the full $3,050, you can do that for the January 1st start date. And so then, yeah, you'd have Whatever that math is. Yeah. Okay. And another great benefit. $3,660. There you go. Another great benefit is being able to use the dollars before you actually put them in. Right. Right. So the whole amount is available to on you from day one. And then you can use the rest of the year to pay into it. Yep. I think that's a great benefit too that I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. As soon as you sign up, it's there. It's yep. ready to use. And it comes out in equal equal amounts out of your paycheck over the course of the year. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So can we can we go back to our healthcare plans? Sure. Um, now we have we have three plans. We do. All right. So can you break down the difference between these three plans? Yeah. So we've really designed these plans um, to be equal in terms of coverage level and what's covered. The the doctors that are on the network they're all equal in that sense. The difference between the plans is kind of how and when you want to spend your money. So our no deductible plan has no deductible, but it has our highest out of paycheck premium. So what that means is that you'd be paying more out of your paycheck so that when you go to the doctor or when something big happens, you have that freedom of not having to pay a deductible. So you'll pay a little less at the time of service. Then we have our no premium plan, which has nothing coming out of your paycheck, but it does have our highest deductible. Um, so you would pay nothing up front. But if something were to happen in the plan year, you would pay a little more at the time of service for that deductible. And then our intermediate plan sits right in the middle. It has a, a employee contribution that's in the middle of those two, and then also a deductible that's you know not as high. Now, I think between Augie and I were talking about this earlier, mm -hmm. um, and we you know we're, we've elected different plans. So okay. I'm on the no premium plan. Okay, I enjoy not having to pay anything for my health insurance until I need it. Me too. 
Um, Augie, you're on the- Yeah, so we have a family of seven, actually. We just lost one kid. Got his own insurance. We did. Moving on up. Well, we lost him on off the insurance. insurance, Right. We finally, one of them left the nest and has his own insurance now. So yeah, our family has opted for, I pay out of my paycheck every week with that many kids and my spouse. I feel like if something were to happen, Mm -hmm. I'm covered, right? I can walk into a doctor's office without having to worry about getting that big bill. Yeah. Yeah. So I choose to pay on a scheduled basis to control some of our chaos. It's fair. Rather than when something happens. It's fair. So, you know, I like that what works for one family may not work for the other family and that we have options. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we have options. So you can choose what meets the needs of your family. Yeah. Yeah. And and what we do is we have a family of six. Um, We also had um, a child roll off of the insurance. In 2024, I will have another one roll off the insurance. Um, but what we do, so we choose a no premium plan, so we don't pay anything out of pocket. Um, but we maximized our, um, flexible spending account so that when we do have medical expenses, we'll use that money. Um, and then as part of it's to help pay our deductible. Mm-hmm. And then once the deductible is satisfied, then our co-insurance kicks in. Right. So, it, so those are just two different ways, you know, um, you know, to accomplish the same thing. It's really about you know, the employee's comfort level mm-hmm. and what they what they want to do. And I love that you both have plans. You sat down and you thought about it. You're oh, yeah. consumers of healthcare. Yes. And yeah, that's We're exactly what we want you to do. Yeah. When you got a, a family of six and a yeah. family of seven. Yeah. Yes, you you got to be choice. educated in your yeah. spending. Yeah. <laughs> don't have a choice. That is for sure. And it's for sure. Okay. So, I d- but I do want to point out there's a, a difference when we talk about deductible versus coinsurance. Yeah. So can you explain that a little bit? Because I think even some people, when they look at the no deductible plan, like, well, I still got to pay this 20%, Yeah, but that's not a deductible. That's coinsurance. Right. So the easiest way I explain it is that a deductible is something you have to pay first before the insurance company starts to help you out. Okay. Um, so if you go and you get a medical bill, you're going to pay 100% of that bill until you've met your deductible. And then after you meet your deductible, the insurance company is going to start picking up 80% of your bills. So we do have um, a total out-of-pocket maximum, which kicks in. So including any deductible you might be subject to or that coinsurance, that 20% that you're paying, there is a maximum that you can pay out-of-pocket. And that includes, like I said, the deductible, the coinsurance, the co-pays, all of that. So talk a little bit about, I know Jason said he was having an issue with his physical scheduling with his doctor. Tell me about it. Tell me about (laughs) it. You know, and so I go in, you know, I've been, you know, because I know that if we don't get my physical done by a certain date, Mm -hmm. I lose the wellness benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I couldn't get an appointment before the the deadline, which I think is what, September 30th? Yes. Every year, September 30th. Every year. Um, So first time I call, they said, well, Mr. Walker, you don't need to come in because you got, you know, physical less than 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, no, our insurance says it's supposed to be the calendar year. They said, no, it's 12 months. And so we go back and forth. So what is it? Is it- so you are eligible for a, a annual physical once every calendar year. So you don't have to wait that 365 days. Um, but to be eligible for the discount, we do give you a full year in order to get that physical. So like right now, if you go and get your physical, you're past the deadline for 2024. 
but any physical you'll get right now will still count for 2025. So you have from now until September 30th of next year to qualify for the discount for 2025. Okay. Okay. So, um, so that was the first part. So we got them straight on that. And then they said they didn't have an appointment for me. Mm. Um, and so I said, okay, well, if I can't get an appointment, surely, surely Jasmine will make an exception for me. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. That's a table so I passed Jasmine, you know, in the hallway. Hey, hey said, can you help me out? And I said, hey, I can't get an appointment. They don't have an appointment before September 30th. Can I get an exemption? I don't think I recall this. You don't recall I, this? I don't think it happened. I don't for a fact it happened. I can the exact where it happened. And, and she said, sounds like you need to change doctors. <laughs> You remember this? I don't, I don't think I recall this. It doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like me. So, you know, this is a good news story. I so I did change doctors, got got a uh, got an appointment before September 30th, then got my physical done. So I'm good. So I will say leading off of that, I really like my doctor, right? So if I can't get in to see her, I'm not going to another doctor. But what I have done in the past is sit in my truck. One time it was when I was voting, sat in my truck. I used our telehealth. Mm-hmm. I had an earache. It's an earache, right? I just need some antibiotics so that my earache goes away. My doctor can't get me in until my earache's going to be gone. So I, like I said, I quickly popped on, told them what was going on. The whole thing maybe took me 30 minutes. Yeah. Telehealth is a really great resource. It might not work for your annual physical because they can't actually touch you. But for things like you said, like an earache, or if you have small children that have things that reoccur, it's very, very convenient. Yeah. I think I use it a couple of times now. You talked about the fact that that platform is going to be moving in 2024. Yes. So Blue Cross Blue Shield currently has an online visits app that's BCBSM online visits. So if you have that they are going to be moving over to Teladoc. Okay. So you will need to make a new new account with Teladoc after January 1st. So you want to make sure you wait until after January 1st so that they capture you as a member of our, one of our plans. Okay. And now the co-pays for that are different than if you were to be in the or in the actual doctor's office. Yeah. So when you go to the doctor, we have co-pays that start at $35 for an office visit. Um, the telehealth through... The Teladoc, which is going to be next year, is $9.99. So it's less than actually going in and making an appointment with your primary care. So I don't have to go to a doctor. One time I didn't even leave my house. I think I went to my daughter's bedroom. That was for an ear infection. Yep. Mm. And I paid $9.99. Yep. And my prescription was called right into my pharmacy. Never left my house. Very convenient. Yeah. Very helpful. Amazing. Fantastic. Mm. Um, So I asked a question earlier about you know, what you felt the most underutilized benefit is. You said flexible spending accounts. Um, For me, I think the most underutilized benefit that we have, or at least so I believe, is um, EAP. Um, So can you mind explaining what EAP is? Yes. So EAP is our employee assistance program. Um, It's administered through Uliance. It is a free program that we have for employees and their families. They can offer counseling, um, help get you set up with a therapist. They offer legal advice. Um, And you're right. I think that is a very, very great resource that more people should utilize if needed. Yeah, it's confidential. um, So, yeah. Yeah, as we we hear so much talk about mental health and things like that, yeah. and um, and and rightly so, it's it's so important. It's probably been um, 
you know, uh, you know, hasn't been looked at. Not enough focus has been on mental, people's mental health over, over the many years. Um, and so when we talk about counseling services, so many people have a stigma yeah. with counseling. And um, there's, I think we all need, you know, someone to talk to. Yeah. Um, we all can benefit from some form of counseling. And I am not ashamed to say that I have used EAP, you know, for counseling services. Uh, my family has used EAP for counseling services. And um, it has been it's been fantastic. And you can go in and um, even for in-person counseling, they get that set up for you. Mm-hmm. And the company covers, was it, I think, up to, f- you know, five visits or something like that. Yeah, um, five or six visits, yeah. You know, you know free of charge. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, all part of EAP. And EAP does so many more things that I think, um, you know, for anyone listening, if you haven't, you know, checked out EAP, please do so. And um, take a look at all the different benefits that are there for you. Because um, I think it um, can certainly, you know, yeah, help you out a lot. Yeah, and like I said, it's 100% confidential, so we never get that information um, of who's used it. So if there's something mm-hmm. that you're worried about, we don't we don't have access to that. Yeah, I've had an employee call me, <clears throat> and we I referred them to AP mm-hmm. for crisis management. Yeah, there was so much going on in this person's life at the time that he needed more than one person to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was nice that he got some legal advice, you know, some financial advice, and it really just helped him navigate everything, right? Um, put everything in, in all of his ducks in a row. So they were easier to manage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. So, so last question, Jasmine. Okay. When does open enrollment end? Open enrollment ends November 19th of this year. So you want to make sure you get in. So I got to put it on Jason's calendar before then to do November his. 19th. And if anyone is wondering, that is the day before my birthday. So if you want to send okay. it in okay. okay. November 20th, okay. yeah. everyone send Jasmine some love. Yeah. yeah. It'll be her nice little reward wrapping exactly. up her open enrollment. Open enrollment so. Okay. Yeah. And, and Augie, you're assuming that I don't have my open enrollment done already. <clears throat> I have no comments on that. <laughs> it may be true, um, but you know that I don't have it done. But it, you know, you assume that I didn't have it done. You know what they say about assuming. Yeah, this is a family program, Audie. I <laughs> remind you, this is a family program. So, okay. and on that note, I think we will wrap up our our uh, next podcast here. Yeah, and so Jasmine, thank you very much. Um, see, this was not so bad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so bad. It's like a family dinner. We just ate some turkey. So, (laughs) for everyone out there, um, certainly, you know, first of all, thank you very much for what you do on behalf of United Road and for our uh, for our customers. Open enrollment, as Jasmine said, ends the day before her birthday, which is November nineteenth. So it ends November nineteenth. So please uh, make sure you get it done. Um, so that you and your families are protected uh, throughout 2024 as well. So with that. Also, oh, a quick votes. reminder, give us your questions, give us your suggestions. So um, our next podcast is in the air. Tell us what you want to talk about. Podcasts at unitedroad.com, where you can reach out to Jason and I, or I personally. Uh, we're always available to help. Always here. So thank you all very much. Drive safe, guys. Stay safe.